Welcome to Today in the Word with Pastor Bob Larson of Calvary Chapel Caldwell. Pastor Bob will be with us in just a few minutes, but first we'd like to let you know that Calvary Chapel is located on the corner of 10th and Everett, across from the library in downtown Caldwell. We have two Sunday morning services at 9.30 and 11.30. If you prefer Saturday nights, we have a Saturday night service at 7 p.m. We also have a midweek service Wednesday night at 7 p.m. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on ABC Channel 6.1. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truths in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. So the title of the message is Discouraged. So if you have your Bibles open, uh, 1 Samuel 27, let's pick it up in verse 1. And David said in his heart, Now I shall perish someday by the hand of Saul. There is nothing better for me than I should speedily escape to the land of the Philistines, and Saul will despair of me to seek me any more in any part of Israel, so I shall escape out of his hand. Then David arose and went over with 600 men who were with him to Achish, the son of Moak, king of Gath. Well, as we're studying the life of David, uh, there are some great things to learn, but here in this section, David is extremely discouraged, even though he's a man after God's own heart, He's done nothing wrong. He loves God, yet David is very discouraged. Now, we want to look at that and say, well, what can we learn from David's life? And I think one of the things we learn from David's life is that discouragement is a normal part of life. Everybody gets discouraged, and I think that's important to know. And loving God and being a person who loves God does not exempt us from getting discouraged. And when you think about the people in the Bible that God did mighty things to, all of them got discouraged. So it's important to understand that's a normal part of life. We live in a fallen world, sinful state, right? This is not how God designed it, nor is how heaven's going to be. But uh, between the time that David was anointed to be king, you know, back when he was like 16 years old, until he actually becomes king, is like 10 years. 10 years of adversity, 10 years of preparation of his character for the responsibilities that God is going to give him in the future when he becomes the king. Now in chapter 27, David has lost all hope of surviving whatever it is that God's teaching him. And, he, and, you know, Saul's been hunting him nonstop for 10 years. David's tired of running and tired of, you know, whatever it is that God's teaching him. And, and I don't know if you've ever been like that, where you get to that place where you're just, I'm sick of it, I can't take it anymore. As we look at David, uh, we see in verse 5, it says, David said to Achish, If I have found favor in your eyes, let them give me a place in some town in the country that I may dwell there. Now, David is saying here, I just want to live in the country, raise my family, and I don't want to, uh, you know, be involved with anything uh, else, right? I just want to be anonymous. I don't want to be King David. I don't want people singing songs about me. Uh, No more dreams about serving God. No more dreams about, you know, remember uh, Samuel anointed him to be king. No more dreams about being king one day. Because I imagine when Samuel anointed him and said, you're going to be king one day, David probably thought, this is going to be exciting. Oh, yeah, serving God. Whoa. But now he's at the place like, I don't want any of that. I don't care about that. I don't want to help anybody. I don't want to make a difference in the world. And I don't care about anybody else. I just want to be alone. I want to get a house in Parma, out where nobody knows me, right? Just, I'm not going to help the people of Keilah. I don't care about the Ziphites. I'm not going to slay any more giants. No more of that. I'm done. I'm out. I don't want it. I'm through, right? And that's basically what he's saying. Now, if you haven't felt like that yet in life, just wait. You will, right? Because it's part of life. And, you know, I think for David, uh, you know, all the things that he's done, and now what David thinks, because he's discouraged, 
David, in his mind, even though, I mean, remember, he killed Goliath. He's lived through all the Philistine attacks and all those things. God protected him. And now David thinks, hey, if I go live with the heathens, it's going to be good. And so he goes there for a year and a half almost. And, you know, God told David over and over again, look, I'm going to protect you. I'll take care of you. And even if David, you know, for whatever reason, didn't believe that God was speaking to him, God sent sent people to talk to him. He sent Samuel to talk to him and say, David, you're going to be the king. God's going to over bless you. He's anointed you. He sent Jonathan to encourage him as a friend. He sent Abigail, as we read, uh, you know, last week that Abigail said, you're going to be king and God's going to watch over you. He even sent King Saul, who was trying to kill him. And Saul said to David, I'm wrong, David. You're right. You're going to be the king. And, uh, And so with all of that, God speaking to him over and over and over again, still, David thinks to himself, you know what? None of that's true. And uh, you know, David just kind of got to the place where he's, I don't want to hear it. David gets to this place where he's not praying, he's not seeking God, and, and how does he get there? Well, it's discouragement. I think it's important for us to understand that God wants us to know that discouragement affects us in a powerful way. And David makes some bad choices because he's discouraged. Here in chapter 27, David is very discouraged, and David's gotten himself into this frame of mind where everything is wrong. He just thinks everything's bad. Now, I mean, it is pretty bad, but, uh, you know, David's just saying, I'm going to die by the hand of Saul. Is that true? We all know it's not. Uh, David hits this place where he just basically says, I don't care anymore, and, you know, I don't care what God wants me to do. I don't care what God's called me to do. And, and now for all of us, it's easy to look ahead at chapters 28, 29, 30, and, and we look at 2 Samuel, and we know that it's all going to work out for David. But, but when David is in chapter 27, there is no chapter 28. He doesn't know what's coming. Just like you don't know the future, I don't know the future, but God knows the future. And discouragement is driving David away from God's plan. Instead of looking forward to being the king of Israel and blessing God's people, he now goes and lives with the Philistines. And just when you think for David, as he in his mind, he thinks it couldn't get any worse, it does get worse, right? When David, when David needs God's counsel the most, he abandons God's counsel. And here is the worst thing that you can do when you're discouraged is become your own counselor. Look at verse one. This is what David does. David said in his heart, so this is what he, he felt, now I shall perish someday by the hand of Saul. He becomes his own counselor. He doesn't ask anybody else what, he th- what they think. Uh, and the Bible tells us that a wise person gets counsel. Proverbs 1.5 says, a wise man will hear and increase in learning, and a man of understanding will attain wise counsel. So that's an important lesson that uh, you know, we need to when we're discouraged, we need to get some wise counsel. David thinks, because he counsels himself, he starts believing things that aren't true. Now, it's very noticeable here in this section that David doesn't pray. There's no mention of prayer at all. And I don't think it's because David forgot to pray. David loved God, and and David knew how to pray. David knew all about that. But it almost seems like David's at this point where he doesn't want to pray right? He doesn't want anybody else's advice except his own, right? And I don't know if you've ever been around somebody like that, where they just refuse to listen to anybody else, and they don't even want to hear what God has to say. They don't want to hear what God's Word has to say, and, and David just is at that place where he's like, I'm not praying, and I don't care what anybody says. I quit. I'm out. I'm done, and I'm just going to believe a lie, right? And, and that's what David's doing. He's counseling himself, and he's telling himself a lie, and, and he believes the lie, and then that causes him to move and live amongst the Philistines, right? Now, I don't know if you've ever done that. Have you ever told yourself a lie? The lie that he's believing in verse one, it says, David said in his heart, now I shall perish someday by the hand of Saul. And, and so, you know, because he's counseling himself, he's telling himself things that are not true. And 
you know, you make bad decisions when you believe lies, right? So he's making decisions based on his own counsel, and his own counsel is a lie. And so because he doesn't pray, then he now uh, believes these lies. And now as a result, he is going to go live with the Philistines and live like a heathen. And as we're going to see in the next couple chapters on Wednesday night, David is lying and stealing and deceiving, right? And he thinks that Ziglag, this place that he moves to, is a great place. And why does he think all of this? Not because God told him, not because he listened to wise counsel from anybody else, but he made it up in his own mind. Now, David doesn't realize that in chapter 30, a short time from now, Ziglag, the town that he goes to, is going to be burned to the ground, and all of David's family and all of David's men are all going to be taken captive by the enemy. And, and, and why? Because he's discouraged and he listens to himself. Now, David learns a great lesson here. As hard as it may be to believe that when David is in the depths of discouragement, there is something harder than God's will for your life. And what is that? My own will for my life, right? And there are no exceptions to that rule. God always wants what's best for you and God knows the future and he wants to lead you in ways that are going to bless your life. And what's harder than following God, because sometimes people say, well, being a Christian is so hard. Following, it is hard. But you know what's worse? To follow your own ways, right? And, and, and when David, uh, you know, does not realize that uh, the biggest danger in his life from not becoming who God wants him to be is not Saul. See, David thinks, I'm never going to be the king of Israel. I'm never going to fulfill God's purpose for my life because of Saul. But the greatest danger to God's call on David's life and the greatest danger to all of us and God's call on our life is not, and it's never, some Saul. You know what it is? It's ourself, right? It's our own self. In our own mind that we say things and think things that, that are not true, and, and really ourself is the biggest problem. Now, that doesn't go along with pop culture where you blame everybody else, but the Bible teaches that we cause our own troubles, right? And now I'm not saying that there aren't idiots out there and people that cause you trouble. That is true. But as it relates to God's call on your life and God's plan for your life, ourself is who we really need to be concerned about. And the Bible tells us in James 3.16, for where envy and self-seeking exists, confusion and every evil thing is there, right? And so you might be thinking, well, how does this apply to me? Well, what should a Christian do when you're discouraged, right? When you get bummed out and you're discouraged, what should we do? Well, uh, you know, all of us get to that place. So let's just be honest about that. It doesn't matter how long you've been a Christian or how spiritual you are, you're going to have times where you feel like, that's it, I can't take it anymore, right? Uh, with your wife, with your husband, with your mom, with your dad, if you're a teenager, with your parents, you know, I can't take these parents anymore. If you're a single person, you know, I, and, and we always think that, you know, hey, there's something else, uh, and, and, but I'm in the wrong place or I, I need change or whatever it is. But when we come to that fork in the road where we're discouraged, what do we need to do? Well, a couple things. We must do what David did not do, and that is the very first thing, is we need to pray. And we need to say, God, help me. I need encouragement. And we need to pray where you talk to God, you're praying, and you pray as long as necessary until God speaks to you and he gives you comfort in your heart and where the Holy Spirit comes into you and gives you peace. Now, this is something that is so important for us to understand because whenever you get discouraged, whenever you're bummed out, God wants to comfort you. He wants to encourage you. And for me, even as I'm reading about David's life, I, I'm thinking what a blessing it is that we can pray and say, Lord, fill me with your spirit. Lord, help me to see things with the right perspective. Help me to understand the truth, right? And that's when we want to say, take me out. I, I can't take it anymore, right? But God is allowing the dross to come to the top so we can see the truth about ourselves so he can purify us and do that work that he wants to do in our lives. And God never wants us to quit. And, and that is just something that for me, as I study the scriptures, I realize God never wants me to quit because I think it's too hard. Now, it's one thing if God says, 
you know, I want you to do something else. That, 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 I'm okay with that. If God says, hey, Bob, let's do this or do that. But I never want to just, God, I'm not going to keep doing what you tell me to do because it's too hard. Because I believe that God wants to teach us and refine us and work in us. And God wants us to pray, and he will bring peace, right? You think about Saul, or I mean uh, uh, Paul. When Paul was preaching the gospel, and they beat him up and threw him in prison, and remember we read in the book of Acts how he was in there singing praise songs at night. And you think, how could he sing praise songs? He got beat up for telling people about Jesus. Well, because he understands the correct perspective. Hey, in the end, it's all going to work out. That God's going to work everything out for good. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. We'd like to share with you a couple of things that are going on here at Calvary Chapel. Calvary Chapel Caldwell is now hiring full-time and part-time positions for our exciting Calvary Kids Learning Center. If you enjoy working with children from newborn through kindergarten, please give us a call at 453-9653. Positions are Monday through Friday with our availability to fit your schedule. To learn more about these exciting opportunities, please call 453-9653. We look forward to meeting with you. Calvary Chapel Caldwell would like to invite you to our Saturday night service at 7 p.m. This is an alternative for those who cannot make it to our Sunday morning services. Like us on Facebook at Calvary Chapel Caldwell or check out our website at calvarycaldwell.com. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. on the CW channel 2.2. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truth in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. If you would like a copy of Pastor Bob's message today in its entirety, you can call us at 208-453-9653 during the hours of 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. If you're not currently attending a church and are in the Caldwell area, we'd like to invite you to one of our services. We're located on the corner of 10th and Everett, right across from the library in downtown Caldwell. You can also visit us on the web at calvarycaldwell.com. If Today in the Word is ministered to you and you would like to support this radio outreach ministry, we encourage you to pray for us. You can also partner with us financially. Simply visit calvarycaldwell.com to make a donation. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. May the Lord bless you and may you have a great day. Today is the day you